Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Amazingly enough, 50 years since the email first began. Simon Tierney joins us uh, once again. Who was the first person to send this email and who did they send it to? MIT engineer by the name of Ray Tomlinson. Sean is the man responsible for creating the email. Amazing to think, as you say, that it was 50 years ago. But of course, we have to distinguish what was this original email uh, compared to today? What what distinguished it? And what distinguished it was that there was no World Wide Web, of mm. course. So it was sending an email from one computer to another within a network, within a, a much lo- more localised network. He was working for, uh, he was contracted for a group called DARPA. Um, I always knew that there was some element of the US military in the origins of internet technology and that proves to be true. DARPA um, is an organisation in the States which is basically used for experimenting with new forms of technology which sounds terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Defence Advanced Research <laughs> Projects Agency. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. um, email in one corner and like devastating bombs over yes, the other corner. Indeed. <laughs> Is there any way we can marry these two together? Um, so he was working for this group and um, they uh, were working with this predecessor of the internet called the ARPANET and this is kind of like do you remember the intranet yes, back in the day yeah. a bit like that uh, but this is this was very much the direct uh, um, sort of ancestor of hmm. the uh, of the internet that we use today Sean um, very very influential and he was working on a few computers and he wanted to try and see if he could move messages between the two now I should say that electronic messages primitive form of email did exist from 1965. Mm. These were messages which, because at that time you time-shared a computer. Computers were extremely expensive. This one that Tomlinson used to send the first email cost $250,000. That's 1971 money. And it was the size of a fridge. It was the the size, it was about half the size of the studio. Oh God, right. Um, It was was huge. And... um, there were very few of them in existence. In fact, there was only about a thousand people on the ARPANET in the entire world at that time. So there were very few people who would be using email if, even if it was invented. But what you did was you would use the computer f- from 8am to 9am. Then I would come along as your colleague and I would have my time from 9am to 10am. But you might want to leave some correspondence for me or some instructions. Mm. And you could leave that as an email, in inverted commas, that word hadn't been coined yet, on the on the console and I would pick that up later. But only right. on the same computer. What Tomlinson did, his genius, was to be able to transfer an electronic message between two separate computers using a local network. And he did that and he called it an ARPA network text message. That's what the first email mm-hmm. was called. And he sent it between... We have a photograph of the computer that he sent it on, which I tweeted earlier this giant computer that I mentioned and he sent it between 10 feet apart these two computers and he sent it and he can't remember exactly what the first email content of the first email was but it, he says it was either a line from the Gettysburg address 
four score, you know, that, that mm-hmm. famous uh, Lincoln speech. Or else it was QWERTY, which of course is the first letters for top left of the keyboard, or else testing one, two, three. So nothing, um, nothing very inspirational uh, uh, or what have you. But we should mention that Tomlinson made another really important contribution to the history of email, and that's the introduction of the at format. That's, I mean, that's, because you'd think the kind of messaging service thing, somebody would have thought of that one anyway, but the at thing, that's, that's completely profound. That's, you know, we're still using that today. Absolutely. And as he put it himself, Sean, he was trying to come up with something that would be host something or sorry, user something host, right? Mm. To define who the sender and who the receiver was so that you could target a message at another person. And he realised that the at sign on the on the keyboard, it's the only preposition on a keyboard. Mm. And it is, if you think about it. But until 1971, that symbol was rarely used by anyone. Yeah. What would you be using it for? Oh, yeah, good point, yes. I mean, you might say, I'll meet you in the pub at... 8pm. Yeah. But I think people didn't really even use it for that. They would no. just write AT. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, uh, and the first head of stage to use email was was tech mad Queen Liz. Tech mad Queen Liz. Yeah. yeah on her MacBook, no <laughs> doubt. Um, yeah, this was 1976. Also, the first time that a government organisation started using email. Again, it wasn't called email at this time. I can't stress that enough. Uh, Jimmy Carter's campaign team in the 76 election, they used it to message each other internally. Ah, right. OK, now... Uh, when we come to 1979, though, is there a bit of a conflict as to who actually invented email? Well, there is. And I think it's important to mention this, Sean. But it also speaks to a larger theme which we've dealt with on this series many times over the years, is that with great inventions, often they are developed by people independent of each other at a similar time in different parts of the world. Mm. This happens all the time. Human ingenuity. No one owns the codes to human ingenuity, people might be coming up with similar ideas in different places. So V.A. Shivya Ayadurai, which is an American man of Indian descent, he claims to have invented email himself in 1979 when he was um, a child tech prodigy um, uh, at MIT at the time, uh, when he developed an internal intranet messaging system, which he called email, and he was the first person to to use that term ah. w- in relation to electronic messages that w- that we know of, um, so he has a number of claims on this, but um, the Smithsonian, who took some of his papers, um, who received and, and accepted some of his papers about ten years ago. They have examined this and they said, quote unquote, exchanging messages through computer systems, what most people call email, predates the work of Ayadurai. But they also say, and this is important, is that, you know, different people made different contributions to the development of Mm. email. And um, it's all often unhelpful for us to, to, to... 
ascribe the origin story of any one invention to one particular person because there's always so many different things. You know, your Adorai's work was on a small office, inter-office scale and that was a great contribution as well. Tomlinson's was between giant, extremely valuable computers in a US Defence Department. That's a very different situation as well. Mm. So lots of different ingredients leading to what we call email today, Sean. Okay, very diplomatic. But I suppose Adorai, he's the one who coined the phrase email anyway so so at the very least uh we own that uh, and i suppose yeah but no this is just people talking within their own systems until the internet was uh, uh, was invented and that really was. exactly yeah and i think the, the crucial thing here sean is that in 1989 of course uh, tim berners lee at cern uh developed the world wide web and this meant that you could send messages between different networks and indeed different countries. And that that's what's extraordinary. I mean, I'm trying to think back here for a second. When did we start using email? I mean, do you remember when you first started using email? You could technically do it from 1989. Yeah. But I think I probably sent my first email probably in the late mid to late 90s, perhaps something like that. I can't remember. I remember being asked did I have email and, and, and having a kind of a that fad will never stay, that John <laughs> uh, kind of reaction. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the reason I ask it is because I remember my first email was a hotmail account and that started in 1996 that was the first free to use email service and I can guarantee that a lot of the listeners today if they jog their memory back will probably yeah. think God I wonder do I, is my Hotmail account still working I, Yeah I had a Yahoo account <laughs> or, or uh, uh, it was a free Yahoo account it was free something Yahoo but I don't think it exists anymore but it, see, all this stuff might still be out there someplace Yeah there's probably some uh, some wonderful emails of yours lurking around the mm. far, furthest reaches of the internet <laughs> going back and forth but one particular service that really took off in America and indeed in Europe was that of AOL of course America Online and they spawned something which became such a cultural touchstone and that was the You've Got Mail Man Mm. who I came across by accident recently because he's now an Uber driver in America and um, when when, when his passengers find out that uh, he is the voice of you, You've Got Mail, of Ale. He does it for them. And if you go onto Twitter or Instagram and you put in this guy's name or just You've Got Mail Uber, you'll find this guy driving around, I think it's New York, and he's always doing his You've Got Mail. Crikey. And of course, there was the famous movie with Meg Ryan and mm. Tom Hanks and all the rest. Let's jog our memories. You've got mail. Yeah, dial-up. Wasn't it great, really, uh, waiting for that? <laughs> and sending someone an email. and Like, actually, though, in those days, you know, snail mail was probably quicker than email in, in the sense of how long it took to download things. To download the page, oh absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it took forever. Nowadays, though, is Gmail the, bi- uh, the biggest one? And, and why is that? Yeah, Gmail is huge. I remember when that started. Um, I was in college at the time and everyone was saying, oh, you got to get Gmail, Gmail this, Gmail that. And I remember one of the, I remember asking my techie friend, I was like, why is everyone using this Gmail thing? I mean, this was the time when people were still like, ooh, Alta Vista is my favourite search engine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you, why not use Ask Jeeves instead of this Google thing, you know? And um, 
uh, he said that, well, there's unlimited storage. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case, but at the time in the early 2000s, well, it started in 2001, Gmail, as an internal Google staff uh, email system. And then in 2007, it went fully public. Um, But that was the big USP at that time, was this enormous amount of storage space. Now, there are one billion users of Gmail. The second most popular email system in the world is one that you've probably never heard of, Sean. It's called NetEase Mail. And of course, Chinese? that's Chinese. Yeah, yeah. yes, of course. Um, yeah. Like their social media channels, their emails and everything. We don't have them in this part of the world. And in third place is Outlook, Microsoft's offering. Yeah. Uh, David and Palmerstown said it's easy to be nostalgic about writing and receiving letters and it is lovely to receive one these days, the odd time. But let's be honest, it was an absolute pain in the arse. I remember my brother was living in the US back in the day and I had to wait weeks to get permission to borrow his Nirvana album. Uh, (laughs) Very sweet of you to ask when you could have just played it and he never would have known. Mick says, I predict that within 10 years, computers will be twice as powerful 10,000 times larger and so expensive that only the five richest kings of Europe will own them. You can't stop progress. Dara says, it's very visually pleasing, but I've been racking my brains here for a possible pre-email use of the at symbol for at least the last three minutes. And I can't think of one, so none must exist. Uh, though Kieran says the at was used in retail accountancy, etc. E.g. Mm. so many items at such and such a price. That makes sense. That's what it was for. And Deirdre says exactly on your point, Simon. I remember migrating from Hotmail to Gmail because Gmail had unlimited storage. Now I get messages every second day saying I've run out of Gmail storage yes. and I can pay for more. <laughs> the promise of the future, eh? <laughs> Simon, thanks a million uh, for, for bringing us out uh, this week. Moncrief. On News Talk. This is Sport Ireland Campus, and here is where it all starts. From the little ones learning to the high performance athletes leading. Here we go to play, to practice, to progress. Here is where communities in the nation come together to compete, to win, and to belong. Here we go to the next level, then on to the world stage. This is Sport Ireland Campus, and here we go. Visit sportirelandcampus.ie to be a part of it.